This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. In the next few minutes, I'll just share with you some particular message that I think is a little bit personal to me as well. Amen. And that's uh, from, a text is taken from Psalm 59, verse 19. I will return to that, but let me read it quickly. It says, to you, O my strength, I will sing praises, Psalm 59, verse 19. Yeah, to you, O my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense, my God of mercy. Hallelujah. To you, O my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my defense. My God of mercy. Let me give a bit of introduction before we quickly go into uh, one or two points that I have for us under this particular topic, which I will tell you in a moment. I believe that a true revelation of God will lead to an appreciation of God. An appreciation of God will lead to assimilation of his blessing. I will unpack that. No, no, it's not particularly complex. I think it was uh, one of these, one of the men of God, I think the, um, the head of the Winners Chapel in Nigeria, he said the church many a times we have given too much time to doctrine and too little time to revelation. And I totally agree. And I think a generation is coming in which we need to seek revelation of God. And so revelation drives how much you know God. And how much you know God will drive how much of blessing you get from him. Uh, many a times we hope that things will just work out. In fact, if you don't even have revelation of God in the topic we are talking about, it's going to be difficult. And I began to look at people in the scripture. They just knew God personally for themselves to a new level. Daniel, for instance, he was so sure that the lions will not bite him. He, he, the man just knew God. And in fact, eventually told us in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, he said, they that know their God, that's the B part of, um, of Daniel eleven thirty-two. 32. He said, they that know their God, he said, they shall be strong and they shall do what? They will do exploit. Knowledge of God is very central unto anything we get from him. This in itself can be a message altogether. There were people in the early phases of Christianity when Jesus Christ came that they missed out simply because of the knowledge of, knowledge of God. And I think those three levels that we need to move to get into the blessing, they miss it. Number one, revelation. Number two, appreciation. And number three, what? Assimilation. And to take it in. And let me just quickly use John chapter 1 verses 10 to 12 as, as a means of illustrating this, if that may help. John chapter 1. Verses 10 through to verse 12. He said, he was in the world. He was talking about Jesus Christ. started in verse 1. You know it very well. He said, the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then he referred to that word Jesus. He said, he was in the world. Jesus was in the world as a person. And the word was made through him, just to tell you how big he was when he was here. And the world did not know him. No revelation. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. No appreciation. But, thank God for both. As many as received him, that, that is those that appreciated him, what? To them, what did he do? He gave the right to become what? The children of God. Those who believe in his name, they had revelation, they appreciated him, they received him, and they did what? They got blessed. Hallelujah. 
Let me leave this introduction on this point because it's a fairly, uh, quite a few things I want to share with you. Please, can I just give you a challenge? And I think we're good people. Uh, through the years, I know that when we give ourselves challenges, I get feedback that people go back to do them. Uh, we give ourselves challenges about studying the word. I know many people are amping up that now. They're studying the word. Let me give you another challenge. All right, you know the challenge? Let's eat at least for the rest of this month. And I pray that will then become a particular habit for you. That you will not just read things in the scripture, but particular areas will try and find out the full revelation of God in particular. Let me give you an example. That sounds a little bit tongue-twisted. For instance, God is good. Do you know up to tomorrow, I don't understand that fully. In fact, most of the commentaries I read, they are kind of this. So it's still a major area of search for me. But when it comes to um, God, my provider, or God is faithful, I can say that I, I know a little bit about that. You want to know the mark I score? When, I, when it comes to God, my provider, and God is uh, faithful? Because, you know, yeah, it's, I have personal revelation in those areas. Over 10, and I'm doing very well, six. I mean, that tells you the way you need to, still need to go. I don't think there's any area. Maybe God, my provider, I can say I'm like eight, but God is faithful. I know him to be faithful. So that tells you the extent of all. So you, if you, you see, people that are doing mighty things for God, one thing they've discovered is that they have revelation that other people don't have. And let's, let's spend time. Let's not thank God for preaching. It's only to stir your heart up. So I leave that with you. And I know my father and your father will give you understanding. Amen? I say we give you understanding. Remember that if you appreciate God for who he is, you yourself, you will appreciate in your value. Uh, you must have heard that before. I can put it appreciating and you will appreciate. You know the two different appreciations. Uh, your value will not go down. Uh, my value will not go down. All right, so let's go to our test once again, and I hope we shall be able to cover what we have to cover, and we still take time to pray. He said, to you, O my strength, Psalms 59, verse 19, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. In that place, which one will you want us to use as a test, um, um, as a test, subject for discussing this, knowing more of the revelation of God. Which of them? Which one? Eh? My, my defense. Good. We'll come back to that another day. That's not for today. Any other one? I got one or two people in the hall, so they are giving me feedback. Any other one? Just a bit of tease. I'm sure you are shouting wherever you are at home. Okay, it's going to be my God of mercy. I think that should be a little bit easy since we are in the season of mercy, isn't it? Anybody will probably come back to my God. So our topic today is the God of mercy. Amen. Now when we say the God of mercy, what does he mean? So God, I'm trusting him. We open your eyes. We open my eyes. We have a deep understanding of that. Oh, pastor, that's very simple. I hope it is. I hope when we start talking and God starts showing a few things to us, we know that, oh, okay, there's still a little bit more to know. Hallelujah. To start with, do you know that God of mercy is different from merciful God? Another day we'll come back to that one. <laughs> God of mercy, there's so much in it. And you will now see some of the things that I sense the Lord is teaching me that I just want to share with you. And you will develop and do better than you have shown me because revelation continues to increase. Number one, when we say God of mercy, it means he controls mercy. 
He controls mercy. This is akin to God of heaven and earth. When you say God of heaven and earth, many Bible verses for that, Genesis 24, verse 3, I think it was um, Papa Abraham that was talking about there, you know, you know, um, yeah, I think it was the servant that was talking when he was to be sent uh, to go and bring a wife. He called him God of heaven and earth, meaning that he controls. So when you say God of mercy, it means he controls mercy. Hallelujah. That is, he is the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy. Uh, if you know that one, you, you will sleep better. If God turns off mercy for anyone, he or she can be guaranteed that not a single drop of mercy will ever flow towards him or her. If God says, no mercy, let everybody gather together. All the presidents and all the industry captains, let them gather. He is the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy. As early as Genesis chapter 4. Verses 12 to 15, a man knew that, the first man that sinned clearly after Adam, he knew that, and he cried to God, and he knew because if God will turn off mercy, there will be trouble for him. Let me put that on the screen, please, Genesis chapter 4, verse 12. So we can have the full screen that will help so that all of us can read it. It's quite some distance. I've not got it in my note. Thank you very much. When you till the ground, that was God speaking unto Cain after he killed his brother. He said, when you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And the next verse, please. And, and Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can be. The man was crying out for mercy there. You know why? He said, surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground, I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. If I don't find mercy with you, there's no way I will find mercy with human beings. And the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. So there was a mark put upon him. So anybody that wanted to touch him, something will stir them up. I said, don't touch him. Because the mercy of God, even in the midst of punishment, reach out to that guy. Let me finish reading that place, please. Thank you very much. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. And I think then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Lord and on the east of Eden and the rest is history. The next verse says he gave birth to children and he started a family. The man that could have died. The man said, God, you turn off mercy for me because you are the controller and the dispenser of mercy. I am in trouble. Don't take your mercy away from me in the name of Jesus. Don't take your mercy away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you go to Daniel chapter 6, the same story repeats itself. It's a fairly long passage. I will tell you, some of you know it, 15 to 24. You don't need to put it on the screen. Genesis chapter 6. Daniel, rather chapter 6, 15 to 24. This was Daniel that the people ganged up against. He lost mercy with human beings. He lost mercy with his contemporary. Some are losing mercy, but they've forgotten there's a controller of mercy in heaven. They switch off their own mercy, God switches out his own. And those that would not normally not have helped them, God of mercy, who is called who? The controller of mercy switched it on. And so when the king eventually, Darius eventually sent Daniel to the den of lions, the Bible said the king could not sleep at night. On top of that, the king woke up in the morning and said, Daniel, the God whom you serve, has he delivered you? 
Ah, the man said, no. I said, yes, he has delivered me. No, king, don't worry yourself. Not only have I found mercy in your presence, I've found mercy in the presence of lions. Even lions, they suddenly became well disposed to me. We don't know why. When you are praying and call God of mercy, always have that in mind that he is the controller and the primary and supreme dispenser of mercy. Wherever you are, can I have your amen unto that one? He is. He is. That's point number one. Whenever you say God of mercy, always have that number two. Number two. Always have that in your mind. Number two. Number two. Number two. When we say God of mercy, it means he is characterized by mercy. Not only he controls it, he is characterized by mercy. That is similar to when we say God of love. When you say God of love, what comes to your mind? You mean that God is what? That that is character. You agree with me? So when we say characterized, that is naturally, the natural dispensation, the natural slant, the natural attitude of God is what? Is mercy. And the likes of David, they understood that and they dwelt in that. In Psalm 51 verse, verse 1, I think, he said, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. I put that according to me, that is his trademark. He said, do me good as you normally do. Have mercy upon me as that is your nature, according to your normal way of doing. When you are crying for mercy, let all those things be there. Have a deeper understanding, have a deeper revelation. We get nothing by revelation. He said, according to the multitude of your tender mercies, that is what? What does that mean? Just as according, just as your trademark is, blot out my transgression. And many verses in scripture, Hosea chapter 6, for I desire mercy on that sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. That that is what I did, that's where I function. So I want to close that little section. I remember, you must always pray to the God of mercy. You must always project the God of mercy. And we must always preach the God of mercy. Time will fail me. First one, you understand. You must always pray to the God of mercy. Don't pray to the God of judgment. He is. But any time you are in trouble, any time, don't even pray to the God of fair play. Because... <laughs> How much fear? Many of us, we are, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm brought up in that. My natural disposition is for justice. My natural disposition is that I don't want people cheated. As you, far back as a little child, I always identify with the lowly in the society. It's my natural. Until God started telling me, uh, you need to slow that down now. It's not according. And that's why I work hard, as best as I could. God said, look, as good as that is, it's by my mercy. Growing up, I identify. I remember I was coming. I shared that with you before. I, I, my house was in between what you can call the posh end of town and the less posh end of town. So quite in the middle. And so those that are coming, and my school is in the posh end of town. So those that are coming from the posh end of town, they, those that are students of posh, they will go up there to their own place. But I have to travel down into the middle part to the less posh end of town, if you want to call it that. So I have to go with those that were on the outside. I mean, no, they didn't have shoes to wear. I had nice sandals and all sorts. Of to identify with them, I'll take off my shoes. Not that they were bullying me. If I wanted them, we would take my shoes sometimes. God have mercy on them. But that's, so I know there are some people like that. But God is irrespective of that. Please don't pray, don't act, don't demand anything based on what is right or wrong. Base it purely on God's mercy. Amen and amen. 
And always project the God of mercy. What does that mean? Make sure that any time you give testimony, don't let us, I've had some testimonies around here. As you are saying the testimony, I was praying. I was really, I said, God, please, please. He does not know. He does not know. If he knows, because this is real trouble asking for. Everything is so filled with how much you have done. I've seen some that sleep after that. I said, Lord, why didn't you answer my prayer? Maybe they understood and they said they must never testify like that again. Project God of mercy. It's not because you spend so much hour, even when you are there going around the corner. You know the way we go around the corner? Hey, God help me. And I wrote it so well. Yes, he did. You know, God worked me. Ah, I killed the interview. Did you? There are many that slaughtered the interview. They didn't call them. You kill what? So in the midst of that, always project who? God of mercy. Then when we are preaching, let's preach God of mercy. I hope that is changing our generation. In the former generation that I was coming from when I first gave my life to God, it was strange how people even God believed at all. Because the God we are projecting was so far from a God of mercy. Immediately we see people, we just completely list all the things that were not right in their lives. If we eventually get to even telling them that God is love, we tried. Let your preaching be, look, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter than snow. We used to sing those songs in those days, but I'm not even sure we were living it. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be whiter, yes, whiter than snow. Anybody that knows that song, contact me after, of course, you will not. I'll give you a price. If anybody of you does that song, Hallelujah. Come, let us reason, reason, reason. Am I helping somebody singing it? Come, let us reason, don't say the Lord. Do your sins be as scarlet, scarlet, scarlet. They shall be whiter, yes, whiter than snow. That is mercy. Hallelujah. Special number, special number one for today. Amen. Finally. Finally, finally. Um, where was I? I got one more, two more. If I can take one, that would be enough. You go and build it right yourself. When we say God of mercy, it means his community is called mercy. Amen? His community is called mercy. And that is like when we say God of Israel. You know, because all these things, they intertwine. And when you say God of Israel, that is God, his community, his people are Israel. So we ourselves, we're a community of mercy. And one of the first things people should notice about us is that we have received mercy so much that we are practically losing mercy from our paws. I pray the church will get to that point. And so truly as David was a God of mercy, David was, doesn't struggle to show mercy. He was a tough man. Sometimes he was going to kill Nabal and his family. The wife begged me. The man just chilled immediately. He's a good man. Was a good man because he knew the God of mercy. Mercy is the divine virtue. Do all you can to birth and bask in it daily. Always be conscious of his mercy every wakeful moment. Amen. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Finally, God communicates in mercy. Hallelujah. He communicates in mercy. The language of God is mercy. Hmm? That's the language of God. Exodus chapter 25, 21 and 22. Exodus 25, 21 and 22. Say, so you shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put in the testimony that I will give you. 
And there I will meet with you and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. Where will he speak? From above the mercy seat. That's, where he's, that's, that's his language. And from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of testimony, he went on to say. Do you know some gods, they speak anger and revenge. Our God speaks mercy. That's his primary language. But there's no language you cannot speak. Oh, so that I don't, I don't take the word of God deceitfully. There's no language you cannot speak. You can speak all those things too. Any language a human being chooses to speak to God, God understands it. And he speaks back to them. Ah. He was going to speak to Pharaoh the language of mercy. Pharaoh said, I will speak the language of stubbornness. God said, go for it. I'm fluent too. You speak it, I speak it. And believe you me, God speaks it more than we can. So prime yourself all the time. If you speak mercy, speak mercy when you're speaking to God, speak mercy when you're speaking to people, you'll be surprised that is the only language you'll be very fluent in. And all the instructions and everything coming to your life will be based on that and on that only. It's time for us to call on the name of the Lord. And I'm sure that today, by special grace, God of mercy, he will reveal himself to you more than ever before. You will have a better revelation of him. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It's not just talking, uh, I don't know how to say this. You, you, you use your own example. I've used my own example too. Use your example. Look at one particular area of your life that you know and you know beyond any doubt that you know God in that area very well. See how you flow there. Then find out how you will transport that to this level as well. So that when we say, Lord, I know you are kind and you are merciful, you will have right in your mind the full revelation as best at least for your level that you are desiring from God. Let us call on the name of the Lord together. Whichever way you want to do it. We have three, four, five prayer points very quickly. We must pray today. I'm going to pray and say, Father, give me a fresh revelation of your mercy. The one that I said I knew very well, I probably would adjust that one to like seven, the one I call eight. Because there's so much of God to know, so cry to the Lord today. Whatever you know, you've known nothing yet. Give me a fresh revelation of your mercy. Give me a fresh revelation of your mercy. That as I'm walking hard, as I'm doing what I have to do, yet I will never forget your mercy. For it's God that walks in all both to do of his good pleasure, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Give me a fresh revelation of your mercy. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. You will say, my Father, the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy, open the floodgate of mercy to me today in the name of Jesus. My Father, the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy, Open the floodgate of mercy to me. Ah, maske paya. I need that. I need that. I need that. I need that. Rete akapaya. Ah, for every assignment I had, for every work I had, oh God, for every area you have called me, you are the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy. Don't turn the tap of mercy off, oh God. Turn it full blast in my direction, my Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. Cry unto the Lord. He is the supreme controller and dispenser of mercy. Open the floodgate of mercy. Not in trickles. Not in trickles, oh God. But a deluge of it. A floodgate of it, oh God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. 
He said, my prayers shall always be to the God of mercy. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice right now. Yes, in mercy power we come. Yes, in mercy holiness we come. Yes, in mercy favor we come. Yes, in mercy glory we come. He is God in all this area. But what is the conduit that will make all these things to flow into my life? My first cry shall be, oh God of mercy, send favor my way. Oh God of mercy, release power my direction. Oh God of mercy, defend me. Oh God of mercy, elevate me. Let my prayer always be to the God of mercy. To the God of mercy. Oh, I need thy help, oh God. And I will go beyond my own ability and capability. But rest in the Lord, the great giver of mercy. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. He said, Father, make your church and our church community a true community of mercy. In the name of Jesus, many people that are struggling, oh, he has offended me. She has offended me. But when we become a community of mercy, oh God, all offenses shall be subdued. All offenses shall be subsumed. All offenses shall be sub subjugated and pressed down. But mercy will flow. Mercy will flow. Make us a true and genuine community of mercy so that the world that we see and we give all the honor and glory to our God. Thank you Heavenly Father. In Jesus mighty name we are prayed. Finally you will declare I say in the name of Jesus I will only speak the language of mercy to my God in the name of Jesus. I will not speak the language of anger. I will not speak the language of self-righteousness. I will not speak the language of stubbornness. I can't challenge you to them, oh God. Draw nigh to God and we draw nigh to you. Oh Lord, your language I will speak. I will speak to any time I come, any time I bring any other person before you, I will only speak the language of mercy. Is said concerning Jesus. He said his blood speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Don't let my language be language of vengeance and revenge. I may have been hurt. Yes, I have. I may have been cheated. You know, Lord. But teach me to be fluent in the language of mercy. To be fluent in the language of mercy. When I'm speaking unto you concerning my friends. When I'm speaking unto you concerning my family. When I'm speaking unto you concerning my foes. Let it be only the language of mercy. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. This month of mercy said to me finally. Said to me finally. Let people wonder why is your language always mercy? Uh -uh. Why are you only speaking mercy? Turn me around my father and let your name be glorified forevermore. In Jesus marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. It's a new day in the name of Jesus. All things are passing away. All things are becoming new. New men and women are emerging. New boys and girls are emerging in the name of Jesus. And Christ and Christ alone will be glorified. Daddy, I stand in your holy name today. 
We started by praying the prayer of repentance. And we know you have heard us. Because you say that, that when we call upon you, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Call upon me in the door of trouble and we hear you. And show you greater mighty things which thou knowest not. We have called upon you today. Show us great things. Transform us. As you nudge my heart, perform it openly, O oh God. Let everybody remember today for good. Let them say, that's the day things change for me. Those that are under one pressure or another, they feel they can't bear it anymore. Oh, spirit of mercy. From the God of mercy, move again. Controller of mercy, release mercy. In the name of Jesus. Lord, let your character be made known in me. That character of mercy. And by your presence and your mercy, let this community be genuinely a community of mercy in the name of Jesus. As we know that only your language of mercy shall be the communication between us. And you will be exalted forevermore. We stand in the name of all names. For as many as have come into this service, expecting some breakthrough this week. As we go into this week in the name that's above name, the mercy of our Heavenly Father will speak for you and you will break through as many as are trusting God this particular week, oh God, for elevation, elevate your people. We shall, we shall not be in the low place, we shall be in the high place. Start with our spiritual life. Catapult us up. No more low level. Higher ground, higher ground, higher ground. In the name of Jesus. And at the end of it, we shall return all the honor and praise to you, our Father. Thank you, Jehovah God of heaven and earth. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, it's time to give unto the giver of all things. Out of the abundance given unto us. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.